0: Welcome to the 232 Podcast, I'm Sean. And I'm Carl. This podcast is about books, reading, and the meaning of life.
1: Today we unpack another book, because you know what they say.
0: Too many books. Too little time. just sell small rectangular objects they called books. Welcome back to episode five of the 232 podcast, season two. It's always good to be here, Sean. Yes, <laughs> welcome, Carl. And we're sitting here today, and the book that is in our sights that we've read is Unconfident conversations with a black man
1: this and this is great right so this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation that's which right which is exactly what emmanuel actually wanted us right
0: yes so i'm i'm already uncomfortable great, are you well, you're feeling uncomfortable well well
1: no because this is a book written for people like that's you, right that's you. right so so i mean why don't you jump in and we'll talk about 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 emmanuel. yeah
0: so emmanuel well um yeah. i bumped into this book by hearing an interview with emmanuel um about other things he talks about, he's 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 a bit of a motivational guy, all that kind of stuff. It well, was it was yeah. in that vein, but yeah. I was interested because he referred to this book, and I thought, oh, this could be an interesting. Well, he's a
1: super interesting guy, right? Yes. So he comes from a Nigerian family. Mm. Um, uh, you know, went to college in America, played college football, played professional football for the Eagles. Yes. And who else? Ah, oh, I can't remember. Right. Okay. So team. had a great Cleveland Brown. Had a great mm. NFL career. Mm. Became an NFL commentator. On the side, started this series of video interviews. Yeah, which was really prompted
0: And in the 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 background to his position was he he grew up in you know in Dallas, in in wealth yeah middle like class he, neighborhood middle yeah, class yeah. neighborhood but then you know went to a wealthy college yeah was surrounded by you know kind of wealth he was a, you know footballer all that kind of stuff yep. um he didn't really feel the culture no that he was. You know, aligned to and things until he went into the pro leagues.
1: That's right, and he heard the stories from his friends who had mm. you know, grown up in very different circumstances and doing it hard. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it's
0: it's his is it interesting? I I love him as a as a character because yeah. and a person because he's he's definitely evolved. You yeah. can you can see he's very reflective about his time and why he wasn't like yeah. that earlier. And and it's clear, mm. right? It's mm. clear that he
1: clearly he grew up with a bunch of friends who were white. because, mm. I mean, the, the book and the conversations are basically like... Yeah, know, and bring, he's quite
0: reflective yeah, about a lot of that, isn't but bring he? Bring it so. in close, you know. Yes.
1: You know, we're going to talk about... you know, yeah. gonna, we, I think he also says, you know, again, um, Americans aren't going to solve their race problems unless white people address yes. the race problems, right? This isn't a problem that black mm. Americans can solve on their own. Mm. So, you know, let's have some conversations. Mm. And, and the book's built around a series of questions. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems like... The, the questions people have asked him yes. because they feel comfortable to ask, and after.
0: it feels very first hand in that respect. So the yeah. so the book came out of a series of YouTube videos yes. that was yes. around. It must have been coronavirus time, twenty twenty. Yep. Um, they've had millions of views. Like they, um, I, you you mentioned you were looking at some this morning, yes. and I, I watched yes. a couple yeah. this morning. Oh, and, great! Yeah, yeah and I, I watched a great conversation with four policemen. Oh wow! In a yeah. very white neighborhood, and he was just talking. Mm. It, was, mm. it was fantastic. Mm. So, he's. Come to recognise that he can use his voice for influence, yep. which is, you know, like he I, and I think he he talks about the vulnerability of stepping into the space. You yeah, know, it's yeah. been his kind of character or the way he's approached life more generally. He's as he he just runs at things, he's just like, Right, oh, yeah, yeah the, I'll give that I a mean, go. We,
1: we should say he's still a young man, is he? Mm. He's only in his early 30s, yeah. Like, I mean,
0: and he played, I think, he, five years of professional I mean, he's football. A, he's
1: a, he is a force of nature. One imagines we might see him. In some sort of political capacity, yes, yeah, it's point. got that feeling. But yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's, yeah. He,
0: you know, like he, he comes back to how do I use my voice for influence? How do yeah. I shift the narrative? Yeah, and and different, I guess, a different experience from a lot of people as well. So you know, coming, not not leveraging the f- pro football. I'm a, yes, I'm a big yes, superstar because right. he wasn't. Yes, a big deal in yeah. football. Yeah. yeah, really. Well,
1: yeah. well, except. If you play college football, and you,
0: yeah, well, yeah, he's he's one of the few who yeah, went into yeah, the pro leagues, yeah, but, but he's not a he's the not, biggest name in, yeah, no. in, in the NFL no. or anything yeah. like that. So,
1: in fact, he's probably better known as, for his commentary on Fox mm. these Um mm. But it's an interesting book, right? Because it mixes really good social science, yes, you know, like the facts with questions which are difficult to answer, mm. and you know, you know, one of them is like, you know, why are young black men so angry? Mm. And you know, basically. He answers that by saying, "Well, wouldn't you be if you are in their circumstances?" In the nicest possible way, mm. by looking at, you know, systemic racism, by mm. methodological suspicion, mm. by differential outcomes of policing, and, and all of that stuff. Mm.
0: But also coming to the point that not all black like, to- people to- are young to- and angry. Absolutely, you know, that's, totally. yeah, 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 which exactly. is great. So, and the, and the, and each chapter's got yeah. a nice arc to it, isn't he? We where he kind of pushes you into a little bit of uncomfortable... There's some information and in you think so that, what? Yeah, but don't mm. you
1: think that's exactly the way you scripted the videos, right? Yes, here's absolutely. The, here's the problem, so, you know, kind of press yeah. and release and resolve. Mm. I, I think it works really well. Books, books! I need my books! It's a, a difficult book to read, and it's easy if you're not in America to go, well, hey, you know, mm. that's the American race problem. But, of course, you know, it, most... Post-colonial societies have have similar problems, mm. albeit constituted in quite different ways. Mm. And so being able to have conversations with people about their vulnerability and not knowing what to do, you know, and being able to ask questions that you might feel uncomfortable asking. Mm. So we can start from a shared position of understanding.
0: Yeah. But especially as an outsider, which yes. is the, the premise of the book, isn't yes. it? We're, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're from... Yeah, not, <laughs> we're not we're not you know, black men, so not, it's right, and that's the point of the book is to yeah. get the conversations going. So, um,
1: yeah, I tell you, so look, the book's great, and you know it's it's mm. um, it, it's divided into a number of parts, right? You know, um, you and me, us and them, and then we. Mm. So it talks about difference and exclusion. It talks about how we come together and it talks about how we move forward. I think, I mean, I love the book, mm. but for me, the bit that smacked me in the mouth. Uh, Most forcefully Was the bit about White privilege Yes And I know about White privilege For God's sake I'm a social scientist But he has this Brilliant Brilliant uh, uh, Explanation That um, Privilege is about Having advantages Built into your life Mm. It's not about What you've done It's about the fact That your colour Or your gender Hasn't contributed To the difficulty In your life Yes I just think that's brilliant. Or your wealth. Or yes, your. Yes. But, but that's mm. because, you know, often when you have a conversation about privilege, mm. it's really easy for people to, to, to rear up and go, But I've worked really hard for what I've mm. got. Mm. Both of those things can be true. You have worked really hard for what you've got, but your colour, your gender, whatever, hasn't held you back mm. in a way that it might if you were a different colour or a different gender or you were shorter or fatter or
0: mm. whatever. Mm. I
1: think that that lens on privilege. Oh, I thought it was great too. I love yeah. that.
0: And he yeah. calls it the the knapsack of special provisions. Y- y-
1: well, that, to be fair, that's based on a really famous article about privilege. Mm. About, mm. yeah. So, that, mm. that yes, he didn't he didn't make that up.
0: No, yeah. no. And that's, yeah, I, uh, I guess in yeah. the book he brings these examples in. Yeah.
1: But the other thing he says, mm. right, I just want to double down on privilege because he says a couple of things, again, which I never thought about um, quite this clearly. Um, so why privilege is seeing the w- world of white people as being normal. Mm. And you know, he said, you turn on the TV, you see people that look like you. And mm. he has this great example that I've never thought of but I'm going to use in my teaching. It's being able to buy a Band-Aid in your skin colour. Mm. It's being able to get makeup foundation in mm. your skin colour mm. without even thinking about it, mm. right? And, and and that's so true. I n- have never thought about, mm. you know, ha- what, ha- what colour Band-Aid am I going to buy?
0: So these are these stop and take a moment and have a think- things, which I, I think the the that was the big thing about the book for me, and, right. you know, these, these moments you talked about, the punch in the face type moments where it's like, they make you stop and reflect and then you realise that you, you absolutely yeah. car- we all carry this stuff yes. around it's, yes. and, and, but, and he makes a really mm. good
1: point, right? which is to go to the argument, well I don't see colour I don't see gender when I make hiring decisions mm. is itself problematic mm. because it means you don't see the inertia and the history mm. and the bias that's been built into the world that's led to who you are today. Mm. Yeah, we, we've we inherited this world, but this world itself mm. has baked in some things which, on balance, we might mm. want to redress. And in
0: different... And, you know, we, we talked about the US context, yeah. but, you know, there's lots of... You know, every yeah. country's going to have a different context and yeah, so, history and yeah. things like that, but there is, like, most of our systems and processes yep. and structures have... You know, history built into totally. them. Totally. Mm. So at Research
1: First, we do unconscious bias training for corporations. And we, we say there's a huge difference between un- unconscious bias and prejudice. Mm. But the problem with unconscious bias is when you add power to it. Mm. Like, so, you know, you've got this unconscious bias. And what we say is you you, you can't see your biases because you see with your biases. Mm. right? Um, but unconscious bias isn't just about uh, ethnicity or gender. It can be about somebody's education. It can be about... Uh, it can be about somebody's accent, it can mm. be about how tall they are, it can be if they're abled or not, you know, you mm. see people in wheelchairs differently. And it's so funny because the example, I, there are some unconscious biases that you're allowed to talk about and laugh about, right? Mm. Um, and what I have is every time I see somebody with a baseball cap on backwards, I just assume they're a moron, you know, mm. and, and that's nothing other than an unconscious bias and it tells you how old I am. It may well be a, an important... I wonder what the trigger thing. was. I have no idea, but, yes. but it's just that, and it happens without me even thinking about it, and mm. then I have to go, don't be ridiculous, you know, it's got, how they dress has got nothing to do with how they think. Mm. But
0: but, thinking, but that's a great example, yeah. isn't it? Because it's simple, yeah. it's got very little logic to it, you don't think until you stop and go, actually, what do the yeah. facts tell me here? So I
1: read a really good article saying, in the United States, you know, the one unconscious bias that everybody's allowed to have and still talk about and make jokes about is people that don't have a university education. Mm. You know, people in America that have a high school diploma but no university education are the butter jokes and you're allowed to discriminate Mm. against them. But we're not allowed to do that about other kind of biases, Mm. right? So biases get constructed in all sorts of ways. And then, of course, it leads to intersectionality. Mm. What happens if you're a woman of colour who's also disabled? How does the world treat you then? Mm. You know, that's Mm. that's really interesting for me.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: I'm sorry, excuse me, did I just see you smell that book?
0: I mean, the power thing is really present. He talks about that, that, the yeah, you know, it's power, privilege and prejudice are the kind of yes. root causes here. And, and um, yeah, I, I, there's a great anecdote, and I didn't know this. And Peter Norman, the Australian.
1: Yeah, oh, I love the story so it's much. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 1968,
0: yeah. Mexico City Olympics. Yeah. It's a very famous People image. People on the dais with a fist Yes, so Tommy, yeah. Tommy Smith and John Carlos with the, the Black yeah. Panther salute. And... There's there's an Australian who finished second in that race. I never knew this until I read it in this book. And so he finished with the silver medal and became great friends. And they told um, Peter Norman that they were going to protest on the dice, And he said... I'm with you. I'm totally with.
1: You. In fact, more than that, he went and got a badge about athletes against prejudice mm. from somebody who was a rower on the team and wore it. Mm. it was his suggestion for because the, they forgot one of them forgot their gloves. Ah. So it was his idea that they split the wow. gloves, which is why they've only got one glove on each yes. hand, because the other one forgot his gloves. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? So, but they the,
0: carried his coffin.
1: Well, that's i say the great yes. story is. Um, Things ended very badly for Peter Norman. He came mm. back to Australia, was treated abysmally. Mm. Um, his time at that that Mexico Olympics would have given him, put him on the podium at, at uh, either Sydney or Melbourne. Mm. Like, that was the fastest 100 metres run by an Australian for a very, very yes. long time. They just forgot about him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. Incredible. And you're right, they carried his coffin and, yeah, mm. all of that
0: stuff. Mm. So, I guess... What are you? Shall we? Some well, so takeaways. The, well, 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 mm. well,
1: well, well, there's, a, there's a, many of them, but um, uh, um, so Emmanuel quotes Martin Luther King and he says something that I really like. Mm. We must come to see that human progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. Mm. It comes through the tireless efforts and the persistent work of dedicated individuals. Yeah, that's I so love that, right? You know, it? just thinking, oh, it'll get better. Mm. You know, like, you know, mm. you know, uh, it'll it, work itself out, yeah, you know, look, you know, th- race relations, gender relations, all those things are improving over time. They'll just we're just moving to a world where they'll become much more. And there more is more. that
0: assumption is that oh, the younger generations yes. are much wiser. Mm-hmm. than yes. These other yeah, ones. Yeah. older generations will die off. Yes. It doesn't translate like that, does it? It doesn't just happen.
1: <laughs> yes. No, exactly. It's. And that, that's a slow uh, way uh, of doing it. That's the point. That my, yeah. mm. So what, 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 what to do? I mean, he doesn't I mean, there's action in every in every in every yes. chapter. It's like write to your senator. But the bit I like is. Um if you don't like something, don't do it yourself, right? Mm. Call it out. If you mm. see it, call it out. See mm. something, call it out. Don't be scared of calling it out. Work with others. And, you know, and what's called the contact hypothesis. Just start hanging out with people who are different from you. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. ethnicity, gender, education, whatever. Just start hanging out with, with people you see as different.
0: So he had the, um, a quote in one of his YouTubes that talks about proximity breeds care, distance breeds fear. Yes. And I thought that was yes. that's so yeah. powerful, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. um. The, the I think that's a really key point for me is the real conversations and dialogue, you know, like these yeah. are uncomfortable, which yeah. shows it's a good conversation to Absolutely. have. Yeah. And I think too often today we've got the, yeah we've got the echo chamber of social media where you're shouting yeah. into the void yeah. and someone's yeah. shouting yeah. back don't, from the don't, void. Don't it's like, that. that's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, yeah. but that's not a conversation, yeah. is it? Mm.
1: So one of the points that he makes is um, a great place to start is talk to people who are groups Mm. of people who are different to you and find out what they want to be called. Mm. Labels matter, Mm. right? So what are the labels they use? Let's Mm. use those labels Mm. rather than thinking that we can... Because, you know, there's power in naming, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That part yeah. legitimately belongs very to the group being named. Exactly. Again, and so one of the chapters in the book is what do you call, you know, black Americans? You know, It yeah. turns out black Americans might be the thing they like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and there's lots of reasons <laughs> yeah. in this. And, there's yeah. lots of reasons why. That's right. Uh, and there's some really cool stuff about cultural appropriation, isn't Yes. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> just stop doing that. Yes. yes yeah. There's lots stop, of yeah. lots of just stop doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, so this was one of yours, right? You, you suggested reading this, and I'm mm. really glad you did. Mm. I think it's... It would be great if somebody wrote a New Zealand version of this, mm. you know, uh, mm. and, and, and you know it's a moot point. Who could do that? Maybe uh, Scotty Morrison, but, but but it's a great it's a great way to approach really difficult conversations.
0: It's a it's in principle it's a fantastic repeatable yep. formula, isn't it? Like this is it's about encouraging these conversations. So that's why we talk about books that change us. Yes, and I think there's a lot in this book that made me stop and. Think yes, little, you know yeah. the, the points of reflection. But um... well, that's
1: stuff about white privilege. Mm. But I've never known it quite so succinctly and forcefully. Yes, you know um, he he says something about um, about white privilege works for you automatically. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about it, right? That's, that's the, where you don't know. That's the challenge because you're swimming in it. it. You know, there's that great David Foster Wallace. Joke about you know there's an old fish and a couple of young fish in a, in a goldfish bowl mm. and the old old fish swims around he sees the young guys and he goes hey boys how's the water and swims off and one of the young boys turns to the other and goes what's the water mm. you know what are we swimming in <laughs> you know white privilege is something we swim in
0: mm. Mm. And, y- well, privilege more generally yeah isn't it? privilege yeah. well you you know
1: uh, yeah this is look it's not the oppression Olympics but you know here we are white middle class educated it's, men
0: and that's what it's about it's not about What's more? What's worse? What's more debilitating? What's more challenging? It's not. That's not. It's about acknowledging. I think the first thing he likes to say: acknowledging there is a problem, yes, and then taking the time to see another perspective. Yeah, of this is like, yeah, your perspective is your perspective. So
1: in sociology, there's a thing called the sociological imagination, right? Mm. And that's basically the ability uh, in any situation you're in to stop and think about how it could look differently from a different lens Mm. or a different world. Mm. Uh, And you double down on it with a thing called anthropological strangeness, which is imagine an anthropologist just dropped into your world, your workplace, your family, your sports club, and was just observing Mm. in a a neutral, independent way. What would they spot? And Mm. what would that tell us about the way the world we live in, you know, uh, characterizes gender and color? Well, it's the manifestation
0: of our societies in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: this obsession people
0: have with books there's actually one from another book we're going mm. to talk about the um, John Rawls oh. and the theory of justice and yeah <laughs> i love that book so much yeah but the yeah. The, yeah. the idea that um you know imagine that you dropped into another yes. position in society yes. and whether you would think differently so so if you're wealthy imagine yes. that you dropped into a, a house with no wealth you know and ask yourself would would your Thinking be different. Uh, well, it, well, yeah. the, so I think he says mm. randomly, right? That's mm. the point,
1: right? Imagine you were randomly dropped into yeah. a society. Because we
0: are randomly dropped into Absolutely. our situation. Yeah. So there's that great yeah.
1: saying in America, which comes from baseball, right? So many of us are born on third and think we hit a triple, right? Mm. Like we started mm. third base and we think we got there through our own efforts, but we came from families mm. you know, and we came from a community and we came from a society that In circumstances, absolutely, and they're all just circumstances.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. You you mentioned the, 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 the link between individual action. Yeah. And he talks about individual can influence family, which can influence community, which can influence society, and I think it's such a powerful thing because we quite often. Feeling in in this like this on so many issues. You, there is a feeling of powerlessness where you're just like, well, I'm just one of yeah billion, yeah yeah. So, right. So this so, is this mm. is the
1: structure agency divide yeah. again. Mm. Social science, right? You mm. know, there's things you can do as an individual, you have agency. There are things we need to do at a structural level. Yeah. We need to work at both levels. Mm. Right. Structural mm. change is slow. Mm. Those those wheels grind very slowly, but when they do, they grind very finely. Mm. So we've got to make those changes. I'm old enough to remember. Uh, I'm old enough to remember New Zealand when homosexuality was illegal until mm. 1986, but we changed that. Yeah. Right. And now nobody thinks about that as being a crime. Like, you know, that's a change in a lifetime. Maybe a couple of lifetimes. But the level that you can do something about tomorrow is agency. Mm. You can change how you talk. You can change how you think. You can, you can change how you interact. Right. That's right. But I think does he say it in this book, or does he say somewhere else that even he finds himself on a dark street if there's a couple of yes if there's a couple of black men walking towards him with hoodies on he feels threatened, right? Mm. Um, so you know, thinking about well, why do I feel like that? Mm. Well, the media constructs those people as you know, in well, a certain well, ways.
0: Yeah, you've watched a thousand movies where, Absolutely. you know, something bad happens. Which or...
1: reminds me of a brilliant book. touches on a similar subject mm. called uh, Whistling Vivaldi. Oh, Have we yes. talked about that? Yes. Which yes, is about an so. American academic, right, saying he's walking through Central Park. He would whistle Vivaldi so the white couples holding hands, walking alongside mm. would know that he's not a threat because mm. any man whistling Vivaldi is unlikely to
0: mug you, right? Gaston, may I have my book, please? So there's a great phrase he used, more is caught yes, than is taught. Yeah. But again, yes, th-
1: that's not one of his. That's an idea that's really common in business culture mm. and in organizations, right? People say culture isn't taught, but it's caught. Yes. You know, so it's, it's embodied and it's passed on through generations. And I thought stories. that really
0: empowered the individual action yes. thing yeah. again, where, yeah. you, you know, like the don't, yeah. don't. Don't dismiss your circle of influence and how powerful Absolutely. that can be. So Gandhi
1: mm. never said this, but there's that idea of be the change you want to see in the world. Mm. I've always liked that. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh where does that leave us? Good book or great book? Oh
0: I I think good. Yeah. I think there's this this there's, there's enough in here. There will be something that makes you go, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Right. And and, and stepping around a very Yes what yeah. is often painted as a very awkward topic. Yep. It's uncomfortable. Yep. It's it's yep. And, and I think, you know, you can translate this learning from a black man in the USA can be applied to anywhere, you know, anywhere, anytime. any context where yeah. you know we've had different conversations around you know, in New Zealand around religion yep. and, and yeah, good point. where where people feel on the edges and that. Well, distance. think about
1: conspiracy theories and COVID, mm. right? Mm. Like, how difficult is it for it to, have, to have uncomfortable conversations? Well, we can use some of the tools that he's taught us. Mm. Um, we should say it's a, 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 despite the topic, it's a breezy book and an easy it's, read. It's a short book. Yeah, isn't like, it, it, like yes. he's, he's done a really mm. good job of making it making it um, easier to read. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think people should read it. Mm. I absolutely, I actually mm. think it's an it's an important it's an important conversation to have, and the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable is yes. self-important.
0: Right? Yeah, and it's a good place to start. Like if you've yeah. never read anything like this, it's it's far from the worst book to pick up and and read. So, no, um, and,
1: and how much would you love to meet him and talk to him?
0: Oh, I think he'd be a fascinating guy. I mean, I, I'm I'm listening to another book of his where, um, yeah, he's yeah he's just talking about get in and do things. Right. You know, like his attitude of you know trying and just. Yeah. Just going for stuff and not not shutting yourself off to opportunity and things. So, so he's th- an inspiring guy.
1: So totally. And think about what he's mm. left us with, right? So think harder about your own privilege. Mm. You know, if you're listening to this, chances are you're going to have some kind of privilege. Mm. Um, think really hard about labels mm. and the labels you use. Mm. Try and mix with people you wouldn't normally mix with. Mm-hmm. Be open to conversations. I was going to say this as well. One of the things we teach in our critical thinking work and also in our bias work is irritation is your friend. Mm. So if you pick this up and you find that you're irritated by
0: it, Mm. that you want
1: to be defensive, stop and think about where that comes from, right? So actually irritation is your friend rather than being a trigger for something else. And that's
0: that discomfort thing, isn't it? It's like, it doesn't matter what the situation, it's, yeah, absolutely. All right. So if it feels hard, Enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Do hard things, right? Do hard do things. Hard is, things. That's it. back to that again, that is, isn't it? That
1: yeah. is the key. So thank you for turning on to this book. I, no, I'm and, really glad um, you
0: did. It's great to have the conversation about it, too. So, great. Um, That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> episode five. So
1: thanks, Carl. All right. Cheers, Sean. Thank you for listening to the 232 Podcast.
0: We'll be back soon with another book unpacked, distilled and unhinged.
1: But until then,
0: stop, stop read, read and, and repeat. repeat. Right. <laughs>